Hey everybody, welcome back to the Line to Gain podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, along with me, as always, my guy, Mike Parker. Mike, what's going on, man? Oh man, it's been a long time since we've uh, got together and had a podcast, so um, we had a great idea during this last Super Bowl um, to start ranking um, some halftime shows and see see who won. So I thought it was a it was a good idea for this podcast. I agree. I agree. I thought uh, maybe you know I we should have probably done this like a month and a half ago because I feel like everybody's been ranking uh, ranking yeah. podcasts the last couple months after after the brilliance that was Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and there was a little of that. I think a lot of people. A so lot big of people shout like out that. to your your friend Primo. That's the what laid the seed in my head you guys oh, were okay. kind of arguing about like best halftime shows you know for a brief moment um more like a discussion not really an argument but yeah. it got me thinking like hmm i wonder who is well uh, i just want to make a statement before uh we start this podcast mike um you know you're smart i'm stupid <laughs> you're you're uh, you're good looking i'm ugly I don't know what else, how else I can insult myself. Uh, your hot takes were were pretty on point um, regarding uh, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, and I ridiculed you relentlessly on this on this on the air and off uh, weeks, for weeks, weeks and months. And text me. I was I was I, I was like I couldn't wait until the day that Russell Wilson like either signed a contract extension. Like there, Pete Carroll's at the Super Bowl. No, we're not intending on he, Russell Wilson's our quarterback. We're not intending on trading him and. Three days later, Aaron Rodgers signs a massive contract, and I literally text messaged you when I saw Aaron Rodgers sign the the uh, huge deal, and was like, "All right, Seahawks have to trade Russell Wilson now." And yeah. then, literally thirty minutes later, I got I, I was on a call for another uh, podcast that I'm doing, and I had sixty five uh, text un, unread text messages when I got off the call. I was like, "What is going on?" So yeah. Congratulations! That was a good call on both accounts. Uh, I, I don't know what uh, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Uh, who he's going to throw the ball to? I think he's going to be throwing it to our cousins and uncles or something out there. So, good luck to him. Maybe he'll have one of those open tryouts like they did in the Invincible movie. The yeah, Eagles back have in the Mark Wahlberg out there catching passes. Yeah. But all right. Anyway, back to this episode. So. Um, yeah, do you want to kind of lay out, like, we're, I think we're just going to run down. We each came up with seven, like, we, we tried to seed it like the NFL playoffs. Yeah, so essentially what we did is we took um, all of the halftime shows for national uh, national football conference winners or NFC conference winners or uh, NFC teams that won the Super Bowl and then AFC teams that won the Super Bowl and those halftime shows. We right. basically divided that up and we found our best seven uh, per conference and we kind of rank them in a kind of a new playoff format so seven teams one uh, the, the one seeds a bye uh, six and three play five and four play seven and two play it's pretty kind of laid out that way and uh, hopefully we can go through analyze some of the pros and cons um, and figure out who actually uh, was the better show at the end of the day I love it. I love it. So I think uh, we're we're just gonna run down our individual lists from the NFC first, and then then the AFC. Or do you want to uh, go to our matchups in, in each conference first? 
So I'll do. Let's do NFC. We'll run one through nine, and then we'll do AFC one or one through seven, and then AFC one through seven, and then we'll we'll dive into, you know, the quote unquote games. So who did you have like one through seven for the NFC? So my uh, NFC was number one, Michael Jackson, Super Bowl twenty seven. I believe it was played in the Rose Bowl. Uh, beautiful backdrop to him performing, which was incredible. I remember as an 11 year old, that being the first, that, that was really the first big, I mean, new kids on the block, I think had performed the year before, maybe Gloria Stefan had performed the year before new kids on the block the year so before So new that. kids on the block was small world. And then I right. believe it was winter, uh, winter wonderland. wonderland with Gloria Stefan, which was just, both of those were disturbing on more than one level. And Especially hopefully we can small touch on world. That. Yes. I mean, that yes. was, yeah, well, we can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I'd like bit. to do yeah. that at the end. Anyway, so I had Michael Jackson performing uh, at Super Bowl 27, the biggest entertainer on the planet at the time. Um, I don't think there's much argument in that. Uh, number two for me was uh, Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and 50 Cent in this last Super Bowl that we just had. Then I had Bruno Mars uh, with the special guest, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was Super Bowl 48, which has a special place in my heart because the Seahawks won that Super Bowl. That, so. that was your third? Yes. Yeah, third seed. Uh, number four, um, I had Justin Timberlake uh, because, you know, I just thought that was, uh, and that was Super Bowl 52. Uh, right after Prince had died, he did, it was in Minnesota. He did a Prince tribute. I mean, we'll dig deeper into these, but I thought that was very powerful for me. Uh, number five, I had Rockin' Country, which was Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, uh, Travis Tritt, The Judds, Stevie Wonder, little Elijah Wood. Well, it's supposed to be just Naomi Judd, but we'll get right. into that. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Elijah Wood was uh, in, in that. He was, he was up Pepsi on stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, and Charlie Daniels. Um, Don't forget Joe Namath, and then Ashley Judd in Crutches. Right, I had that in my notes too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six uh, was Madonna with special guests Nicki Minaj, MIA, CeeLo Green, and for some unknown reason, LMFAO, which really knocked that down a few spots for me. Uh, and then number seven was Shania Twain. No, oh, sorry, that was uh, Madonna was at Super Bowl 46. And then I had Shania Twain, No Doubt, and Sting at Super Bowl 37. All right. For my well, number seven spot. Okay. My uh, top spots are, I had the Black Eyed Peas at seven. Um, Blues Brothers Bash. Uh, that was Super Bowl 31 at six. Rock and Country Sunday uh, at five. Bruno Mars, same on four. Fourth rank. Michael Jackson, third. Dr. Dre, Ooh. second. And then I uh, put Madonna on top. Okay, Number so we got we got some we got some differences here. Okay, I like well, it. We, we we got mostly the same choices. We just rank them very differently, and I think our reasons are going to be very different. Yeah, you're probably. very emotionally attached to these. I know, I am. I, I that's the I, same. you can hear it in your voice. That's exactly what you said to me when you came in. You're like, I tried to uh, to you know, distance myself from my musical tastes and my you know my emotions in these, and I was like, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't, I don't know what what's wrong with me, but. 
Uh, you want to go first on your AFC bracket? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, jump in over to the AFC just to kind of set the stage. So um, my seventh pick was the celebration of soul, salsa, and swing. We had uh, Stevie Wonder, Big Bad, Voodoo Daddies, and I think Gloria Stefan again. Yeah. Um, my f- sixth seed is the Kings of Pop and Rock. It's basically like NSYNC, Aerosmith, Nelly, and mm-hmm. Britney Spears. Um, I my fifth rate was Salute to Motown. Um, we had the Temptations, a little Smokey Robinson, and I think they finished up with the. Um, it was uh, uh, Boys to Men. Yeah, Boys to Men. Thank you. I got it Thank on you. my list. Yeah, don't good don't worry. Uh, appreciate the help on that one. And then Lady Lady Gaga at number four. Uh, we have Janet Jackson, The Infamous Show in 2004. That was actually Choose or Lose was the title of that one. Yeah, there was a lot there of There was people. a lot of people involved. Yeah. I should, Yeah, you're right. I should have uh, put the title in better. And then Prince is my second seed. And uh, Katy Perry is my one seed. Okay. Uh, yeah, so mine uh, – so what I had – so let's let's okay. talk about our matchups. So, um, well, do you want me to go through my AFC first? Oh, sure, you're gonna yeah. need that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll cut that. Um, so my AFC Mike is Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Um, number six was the the Motown tribute with with that we had already talked about Smokey Robinson, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, Queen Latifah, Boys to Men, and the Grambling State Marching Band. Um, number five is Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, Missy Elliott. Uh, number four is Choose or Lose, University of Houston. Yeah, that we already talked about. Choose or Lose, the Janet, infamous Janet Jackson uh, yep. Super Bowl performance. Number three is the U2 Tribute to America, after the first Super Bowl after 9-11. Uh, number two is... Coldplay, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, and Mark Ronson, along with the youth orchestra. Uh, and number one is Prince. All right. All right. So the next, what we're going to do next is we're going to look at our matchups, individual matchups, individual games, so to speak, and figure out what, why we picked who won that game and who's moving on to the next round. Okay. I even scored mine just for a little flavor. So, <laughs> I did not go that deep. Yeah, but so, <laughs> so let's look at your 6-3 matchup uh, in the National Football Conference. Who do, you, okay. who do you have? Just remind us real quick. 6-3 is going to be Madonna versus Bruno Mars. All right, so Madonna's 6? Yes. So Madonna at Bruno? Madonna at Bruno, yes. <laughs> All right, so... Tell, tell us about it. Like, why did you pick these? Like, who do you so, think? Where, where are they at? Bruno Mar, I I just thought that... So, the the Bruno Mar, the reason I slotted Bruno Mars at three is I just thought, I mean, I thought it was... I didn't really like Bruno Mars prior to this. I mean, I'm still not, like, a huge fan, but it made me really appreciate his music after the... Like, you know, it starts out with him play, uh, playing the drums, like, mm-hmm. rocking out and then you know coming up on stage and like they they just had like his group had such high energy and like such a you know it was like it was like a 50s kind of throwback performance like they, well, it looked 50s but yeah, you know they, what it reminds me of huh more stay in the time he's yeah. just done it again yeah true he had the time out there the time we're jumping around playing their guitars right i mean you could have inserted more stay in there would have been the same yeah in my opinion. yeah yeah well um yeah, and then uh, then the Red Hot Chili Peppers came out, and I just thought like they just 
blew the house down. And then also the Seahawks were up like what 35 to seven at that point in the Super Bowl. So I was like having the greatest time ever watching that. And uh, I was still uneasy. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty confident, but um, yeah, everybody around me was still pretty. You know, uh, pretty pretty tense. tense. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little tense. Uh, and then Madonna, I had slotted at six, and like I mentioned before, I mean, it was a good performance. I thought, um, you know, the the entrance was cool. Um, she had kind of like a Roman god, like I don't know, medieval. Or I don't know if it was medieval, but like it was like a Roman type en- entrance with like people kind of carrying her on a on a throne type thing and um which was kind of cool uh but then you know she gets up she's dancing she almost fell several times several times uh i'm not i'm not hating because she's you know she's a she's like she's older than my mom i'm pretty sure but um then she had those morons from lmfao come out and perform with her which i was like what the hell i'll give you my take i'll give you my take on that in the next round okay uh, that that's what really brought the performance down for me. I thought Nicki Minaj and MIA were were pretty cool. They came out and performed. I for, I don't even know what the song was. Like I heart Madonna or something. Uh, but then and and I really like CeeLo. He came out. He kind of led a marching band out, which was pretty cool. And then they did a, a fast uh, wardrobe change to to uh, get him into a choir robe and uh, perform. He performed like a prayer with her. Which I yeah was good. I thought you know I thought it was a good one. Like I just didn't prayer. think it was great. So yeah. she opens with Vogue. She finishes up with Like a Prayer. Right. The song you're thinking of is Give Me All Your Lovin'. That's the one with uh, Nicki Minaj and Mia. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you took the exact song, the the songs in order. Appreciate that. So it's been a lot of deep diving <laughs> I know, on this I over know. the last few weeks. Um, and so do you want me to go through all of my matchups first, or do you want to go through? Here, I'll just uh, I'll rock my six three. Okay. So I picked uh, the Blues Brothers at Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, so the Blues Brothers in general, uh, the opening sequence, it's like right from kickoff, they were good. I'm like thinking of these in terms of like an actual football yeah. game and kind of who got out of the gates very well. And both of these uh, acts got out of the gates pretty well. So the Blues Brothers, they start with the fox news bulletin the blues brothers are escaping the penitentiary and are on their way to new orleans um and they just kind of break in and i i noticed that jim belushi was pretty much leading the show yeah but they were all kind of they're just singing hooks the whole time but the place was pretty raucous and then uh, eventually obviously um uh Jim uh, James Brown comes in, which I thought was awesome. He yeah. was he was really good and just like set the place on fire. Um, and then it all kind of like comes to it like dark, and then all of a sudden cars start coming into the field, and ZZ Top's playing. Yeah, like one of the things I was thinking about ZZ Top, and this is probably the the downside. It's probably why I ranked it at the six versus anything else that that and there wasn't a lot of depth to the music outside of james brown but even him his his music is essentially saying the same thing over and over and over again right but in a really funky amazing way um they were right there this one was right there for in in play for my number seven seed right exactly and um so i wasn't sure like if you told me zz top was 30 or 60 
I think I'd believe you. <laughs> like, I have no idea how old these guys are. And I also don't know if they're really good. I know they have about a handful of songs that, like, if somebody played it, I would go, oh, that's ZZ Top. Yeah. But I'm not sure if I like it. I'm not sure if I like what they're saying. I'm not sure I like the melodies. They're kind of... They seem a little harder than they actually sound. Those, those right. kind of things, I never know what to kind of slide them into. So they were my sixth seed. Um, Michael Jackson. All right. So the second watch. But here's what I like. So opens with him on the Jumbotron, right? I don't know if they call it the Jumbotron, yeah. but I think everyone will know what I'm talking about. And then he spins, the, the video spins, and then some person you know that looks like Michael Jackson I assume pops out of the top right mm -hmm. and so oh it's Michael he's up there and he drops down and then boom he pops out of the middle of the stage in a completely different outfit right and I'm I'm like oh my god that's cool and then he stands there when I clocked it for about a minute and 47 seconds yeah and just doesn't move and then the guitar comes in he does like this little quick back and forth with it with his head to let every and meanwhile the crowd's just like you could feel the tension growing mm -hmm. and uh he jumped in um with you know a pretty decent song didn't last very long about two minutes i forgot what it was and then right into billy jean does the dances on the on, it you was know, his, jam was it jam yeah. okay uh does billy jean that's when he kind of like goes crazy with the dancing and all right. that kind of other stuff and has a really good uh, rendition of black and white mm -hmm. black so, or white black or white so I'm like alright so everything's great now right this is okay we're, all, we're well on our way and then he stops everything stops shuts it all down and he grabs another mic and speaks to the crowd about the children and how we need to save the children mm -hmm. and I go what children is he saving I don't there's no mention of an event it wasn't like a, a, a issue going on in the world and you know at the time specifically that he mentions it's just generally let's save the children i think we're all proponents of saving children but i didn't understand where he was going and frankly um michael giving advice to like save children seems a little um <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not here to judge Michael Jackson. I, you know, I, he allegedly did some things. I, he never was actually found guilty of anything, but I, I understand what you're saying. But he did, they were getting ready to do the We Are the World and, he, and then Heal the World, which are kind of, so you know. he limp sticks this move. This oh, thing. they no all, lived, they all, not all of them. Uh, most I, of them. I tracked a lot of them, but yes, yeah, a lot of them, them do. But I, I go, all right, it's, he's not even really, working that very hard right he's constantly messing with like for example prince didn't no prince saying so and i will get to prince but there's i want to call it one moment about his ability to adapt like the the rain was coming down and the little thing he had in his hair was getting all messed up so he just yanked it off yeah, and threw, threw it to it the side while he's doing his performance and just doesn't stop you know doesn't break his his stride so um i don't know i was really underwhelmed uh under scrutiny with uh with michael's um performance i put him three because it's michael jackson so that's me going all right he deserves to be up in the you know he won his division that's what he did that's the first check mark 
We win our division. We're in the playoffs. We'll see what happens next. That's our first goal. All right. All right. Um, all right. So and yeah, real quick, so I don't have to like. Die, well, never go ahead. Yeah. No. Go, go no. No. Because I don't have him playing until the next round anyway. Because he was my one seed. So I'll 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 uh, heap more praise on him in a minute. <laughs> so do we want to go seven two now or four five? Uh, let's do the four five. All right. So. My uh, four or five matchup is Rockin' Country, which is, you know, the Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, the Judds, uh, Stevie Wonder, Elijah Wood, Charlie Daniels made an appearance. Um, whole lot of line dancing going on. Yeah, um, bad line yeah, dancing. Yeah, and it was all women, too. Did you notice that? They were there were a couple dance? of guys, was but there? they were all dressed in the same uniform okay. like, outfit. So yeah. it, was, it was hard to tell, but they okay. were really bad. You know, I... So Clint Black led off. I don't know what song he sang. I don't know any of his. I couldn't tell you a single song. And then Tanya Tucker played. Then Travis Tritt. And then Winona Judd performed. And she was like the, one of the biggest selling country artists at the time, or at that that year. That year, excuse me. So are they your um, five seed? Just to interrupt real quick. So they're yes, they're my five. Okay, seed, cool. Which I think is also your five seed. Yes. Um, and then so so the Judds. You don't want me to touch on that yet? <laughs> well, what? I have the five C two. Let me. I want to kind of okay. got some follow up to. It. All right, so I'll let I'll let I'll just do a quick overview of this one then, and then. So yeah. Anyway, I, my my thought on this one being my five C, I felt like I had to have them in there because, like we had mentioned, it was that small world thing with with a quick song from New Kids on the Block. It was the Winter Wonderland, with a quick song from Gloria Stefan. And then it was Michael Jackson having the whole show to himself. And this was the first time we saw a conglomerate of a genre of music that were all kind of top of their game. Right. All performing Very good together, point. which I felt like needed to have some of, recognition. It was one of one at the time. Yeah. So I felt like that had to have some recognition. I don't, yeah, I didn't, I don't think I particularly liked it or I, I never listened to country music. So don't hold that against me, everybody. I'm not particularly a, a big fan of that, but um, yeah, I don't think I paid much attention to it when I was watching it as a you know 13 year old, and but I thought it I just thought it belonged on the uh, on the list somewhere. 100% agree. Uh, lip lip syncing aside for this one because I'm pretty sure everyone did. Um, to your point, I think Travis Tripp may have played. Well, maybe I thought he had a lot of energy, um, but I don't know the his song trouble i think it's called where he yeah. basically talks about a woman in a bar you know, he definitely wasn't trouble he, yeah he I definitely just, wasn't playing his guitar but he it, he might have been actually it's singing. kind of, it kind of ages pretty poorly right. that idea um but aside from that he had a good energy i thought tanya tucker like blew in and i thought just knocked it out of the park with her energy yeah uh clint black seemed like a like a rock uh, yeah, like yeah, he didn't, yeah. He just kind of stood there and sang <laughs> to the microphone. And I, I really like uh, Naomi Judd's first song. Yeah. Uh, it really Winona Judd. Winona Judd. Yeah. yeah, it reminded me like of some like romantic comedy '80s song, it like Bonnie, like kind of like Bonnie Raitt. Or... Bonnie Raitt was a little more soulful, I think. But yeah, for sure. But I thought that was kind of had that. It was kind of a poppier Bonnie Raitt. But here's the thing I know you're dying to say. So here's what also to me made this very, very important moment. So why don't you go ahead? So the Judds, uh, Winona Judd and Naomi Judd, who are Naomi's the mother, Winona's the daughter. They were a very successful country group 
at the time and up to that point. And then I believe that Naomi had had some kind of throat issue and wasn't able to perform anymore. And so um, they split up they, and I think they Winona broke up, went uh, solo. It wasn't amicable, I don't believe. Oh, really? I thought, okay, my bad. Yeah. Okay, yeah, see, I wasn't that... I, yeah, I wasn't that... Pre- yeah, I, I did wasn't. a little background because okay. when... Uh, Naomi came out at that moment. The crowd is, you could just yeah. hear. And it's in it Dallas, so it's like, right? you know, yeah, it's in Dallas, so it's a southern city anyway, so they're, you know, So I was like, why is why is this a big deal? So I went back and kind of did some. See, I, was, I always thought that she, yeah, okay, go ahead. Then you, you explain it, because I always thought that it was that so she had some medical ni- issue. They broke up in 88. She couldn't sing anymore. And this is the first time they had been back on stage. And they, uh, after this, back on stage together. But they had done some... They, later on, they would meet and do some large events and stuff like that, but they never kind of fully formed mm. back like they were. But that's why it was such a big deal. These guys come back together, and there was a little contention in the family and all that kind of other stuff, and they've you know made amends, and they showed up for this thing, and the crowd really responded. I thought it was thought such so a genuine too. moment. And then they that goes right into the crescendo where they bring all these people out and Right. We mentioned earlier that Ashley Judd, again in crutches. I have <laughs> no crutches, idea. She like she got hurt in like Africa. I think she tore her meniscus. So okay. like cheering now, for the Kentucky Wildcats. Po- was she already popular at this time? I can't even remember. She was an actress at this point. I am pretty darn sure. Yeah, I just don't I'm know just, if she was like very. You know, I don't have her I- yeah. IMDb up in front of me at the moment. But yeah. So I saw that too. I thought that was very funny. And then like. Joe little, Namath back there. Yeah, a little uh, Elijah Woods. St- yeah. yeah, Stevie Wonder standing there. So Elijah it was sponsored Wood. by Pepsi. And yeah, and then he was at doing the, the end, Pepsi commercial. Yeah, at the end, there was a Pepsi commercial yeah. that he was like dressed up as a football player for. So. He looked like the good son, Elijah Wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A little, uh, yeah, not the. Uh, all right, not so the, that that's our free five willy, seeds. not the free willy Elijah yeah. Wood. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so that's our five, both of our five seeds. My four seed. Uh, was Justin Timberlake um, performing. Uh, I, I just thought it was a cool performance. I thought he was kind of the right person to do that. Is this his solo one where yeah. he, he, he goes up into the, the to the crowd? Yeah. Okay. The one he goes up into the crowd. This is a decent um, one. I thought it was good. I thought um, it's in Minnesota. He does a Prince tribute just a few months after Prince dies. Mm. And, I mean – it was amazing. I thought it was amazing. And he did. It was actually a duet with Prince because they, they had a big screen like that dropped down that Prince was performing. Um, what was the song? I Would Die For You. And they perform it as a duet. And it was he Justin Timberlake's like in the middle of the, the field uh, on a on a stage with a, just him and a piano. Prince in the background performing the same song in Minneapolis. Just... Uh, I thought it was perfect, and you know, up until that point though, he, he the performance started out, and he's in this like small club, and it's really you know it seems like a compact like little, and it, it was actually in it must have been in the arena, because um, he comes out of one of the tunnels like that you would come out of to go to your seat, so they must have like blocked off part of the arena, and uh, they they do this cool little performance in there for a minute, and then he walks out, comes down a few stairs, walks across like kind of a comes out walks down a big ramp uh out across to the stage a marching band comes out to perform suit and tie with him uh and then they lead into the uh you know he just had the energy's good the whole time too then he leads into the the prince performance um finishes the show off actually he they perform mirror 
which was a pretty popular song at the time and, and they did a cool like the the dancers are all around the stage had mirrors that were doing you know cool things and made it just look amazing on on screen which i thought was cool um goes into the crowd takes a picture with a little kid as he's performing his last song and then uh after after he, yeah t- yeah he takes a selfie with this little kid and then uh, the kid didn't really seem too into it, but he's like, all right, Super Bowl selfies. Like as he's walking off at the end of the performance, I just thought it was hilarious. So yeah, I anyway, that, that. that was my, that was my number four. I thought it was good. Um, well, hear, hearing his performance through your enthusiasm yeah. certainly makes it better than it was when I actually watched it. <laughs> I was not impressed by kind of his pomp and circumstance. It was kind of more like I was watching a Justin Timberlake concert. And I, yeah. for me, I like a little bit more, not for this type of thing i yeah. think there I, I felt like there needed to be a little bit more i wasn't really there was this song where it looked like he was harassing some lady and i know it's part of the song and she's like hey why don't you come talk you know come with me and she keeps oh, walking away and right right that doesn't resonate too well with me just in general i mean i think we need to kind of for these types of stages maybe put that stuff away but i'm amazed at how many songs about sex or them you know, actually saying the words or we'll get into a prince's whole thing here in a little bit, how often that kind of makes it into this show. Um, I just wonder what the conservatives in the NFL are really thinking when they hire these people. Yeah, they are. Um, But I don't know. I just wasn't impressed by his over. I wasn't impressed by any one of the three times that he was actually in the Super Bowl um, or performing in some way. So, Okay. Well, let's hear your number four. My number four is Bruno Mars. And I say that going, I actually wasn't, I just <laughs> ramrodded him earlier. Yeah. Uh, to your point, I thought the opening drum solo with the beat was just flat dope. It just mm-hmm. was a really, really good intro. He carried it for the right amount of time and then got on that stage and started kicking into his normal Bruno Mars stuff. And that's where I was like, all right, it's not... He's not my cup of tea generally. Um, I think he sounds like a lot a lot of other artists. Like I mentioned Morris Day in the Time. I feel like he bites like Marvin Gaye and uh, Al Green and other, like the sounds and the way he sings. Um, then he kind of does the other pop stuff too. Um, so I wasn't really happy with a lot of, um, he really lost me with the second song. I don't know what it is, but he is actually singing. And yeah, he, he is singing. he's performing his ass off. Um, yeah, he's, he's a performer, singing. man, for sure. Um, I wish the band wasn't so f- f- in the forefront. He kind of, kind of got lost in the background with the whole performance. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of would have liked my star to be out a little bit more. Um, he had some good, you know, dance sequences, and I, I do like as cheesy as it was, um, the the last song, you know. Um, you, like amazing i think it's yeah, called where he yeah the, and in that also he you know i'm sure you were had a tear no i no i did not but i just uh yeah i thought that it was cool that they let um some uh soldiers that were deployed like say i want to dedicate this song to i'm i'm special sergeant whatever uh you know i'm dedicating this song to my wife or i'm dedicating this song to my husband or my i just family. go like meanwhile they're clearing out your bank account <laughs> I just I'm very <laughs> very pessimistic when it comes. I got to this it. Stuff. I got it. But yeah, I just thought I thought that was nice that they did that for the the soldiers. I'm I'm a I'm a sentimental guy, Mike. What, 
I watched almost 40 years of, of halftime shows, and I'm tired of tributes <laughs> to soldiers. I, I appreciate everything that they do. Yeah. I, I think there's different things that we can do, like making sure that they get the help that they need when they come back and making sure that they can find employment and all the things that actually help people. And we can stuff all of these little tributes kind of, you know, in our pockets and, and wait till we, we service, you know, them in, in the way that they really need to survive. Yeah, any any hate mail can uh, be directed to. Uh, I'm not hating on our service. To uh, to uh, the I, I the live, live to walk again show. Giving them a tribute on the Super Bowl at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> I did like CC, uh, the Red CC. Hot Chili Peppers coming out though. Uh, I thought they, they they kind of came up from the stage, kind of behind the behind yeah. the scenes. I didn't know they were when they were coming or where they were going. Right. And they popped out and they came in with a lot of energy and they played a song back from the '90s. So I'm sure they hate. Give it away. They wanted away, to kill themselves at this point. They've probably played that thing like four million times. Um, another side note that which is good, I guess, is Flea had his pants on. So. Oh yeah, I've been to a, I've been to a Red Hot Chili Pepper show before. I know what you're referring to. So um, yeah, so Bruno Mars. Is they my both had four. that. Anthony Kiedis does that too. So yeah. that's uh, he had two good. pairs of pants on. Yeah, so. that's good. That's good. So, all right, now we're uh, we're going to seven versus two. Seven and two, yeah. So, I had a real, real tough time with this seven seed. There was like five different people I wanted to put in. I, I would consider um, what was your I blanking on the one that you just were, that maybe your number six. Who was your number six? My number six was Blues Brothers. I almost put that one in there. Um, I almost put Tom Petty because mm-hmm. I just love Tom Petty and I thought that was awesome, but um, I just wasn't, I don't know. I just thought that they were not as big as Shania Twain, no doubt, and Sting. I just thought it's a weird grouping of, of bands. I guess like Shania Twain just doesn't really fit with No Doubt and Sting more than At the other all. two. And it's the primary reason they didn't make my list. But I feel like Shania Twain was the, I mean, a didn't matter what genre of music she was on mtv she was on cmt she was like everywhere at that time biggest artist in the world probably that year it's like Um, the jeff george of pop stars (laughs) and uh but then no doubt was i thought they were they were still going pretty strong at the time but at the same time i thought they played you know like i'm just a girl i said i guess it was kind of a a female empowerment thing at the beginning of it with Shania Twain because she performed Man I Feel Like a Woman and um, you know I think she performed Up. One of the things that I really like is the melding of the different acts. So right. is Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Peppers did transition well together right. and they did play in the same thing and there was some commingling and singing to that. It seemed very much like this one. It was like, all right, Shania's done. Now it's no doubt. Well, no doubt now came back with or uh, Gwen well, they, Stefani came back with Sting. They they always come the, back. The crescendo the, ending. Yeah. They bring everybody so they can raise their hands and say goodbye. Right. But, but I mean, they they were very segregated. In, yeah. I in, mean, no. Gwen Stefani was doing uh, what song was it with Sting for? Um, not Roxanne, but uh, I'm blanking on the song. But the, their last song, like the last, she was out there for the whole last song that Sting did. So I think he only did one song by himself, and then and then she she was out with him, and then at the very very end, Shania Twain came back out. So yeah, um, yeah, I thought I thought that was as good as any of the other options at seven. Um, not not a huge fan, but number two for me, 
is the one that you all remember from two months ago. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, uh, Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent. And you know what? I went back, so I've watched this like four times now. And how people are hating, like people, the internet was like wild talking shit about 50 Cent and like how he he should be a dollar 50 now and all this stuff like he was fat and i'm like this dude still like he just isn't like on steroids and like pumping iron every day like he was when he made the video that 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 uh where he's upside down hanging and doing my my notes are 50 wasn't that bad he's in better shape than me yeah exactly he seemed out of breath he did so he went when he was upside down he didn't seem the same he didn't like sound well, I, the same. I, I don't know. I wonder. I'm, over, I'm curious as to how long he had to be hanging upside down for too, because he was he didn't perform until like he was like the third per. I guess Snoop and Dre performed, and then did they throw it down to him or was it? Yeah, they dropped downstairs. There's a there quite yeah. a couple of verses, and then I think he came in. Um, yeah, right before Kendrick. Okay. And yeah. Then Ken, they and Kendrick kicked to uh, was it Mary J. Blige? No. Yeah. Ken, it was Mary J. Blige. Fifty after Cent kicked it to Mary, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige, and then Mary J. Blige went to you know, it went Snoop and Dr. Dre, then it went to Fifty Cent, then it went to Mary J. Blige, then it went to Kendrick, then to Eminem. Got it. Uh, any and then and, and Anderson Pock. I don't want to leave him out. That dude is a freaking musical genius, uh, and he was playing drums on the Eminem performance. So. Uh, the stage was like a house though. Um, but like a playhouse, like you could see into it and people were like going in and out. And then so the it whole... was a, it was a boom box. Oh, was it? Okay. That then... was kind of also shaped like what you're saying is yeah. like a, like a dollhouse kind of thing. And then there were, uh, like 64 Impalas, uh, with hydraulics out in front of all of these houses and they, they were going up and like onto the roof and then back down into the inside and then out the front and the whole, floor or the you know like the 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 ground in front of it was like an aerial map of compton yes and then which i thought was very cool so it's almost like it was, got so much better over the years because they just projected that onto the yeah, ground okay yeah so in that was yeah, so it was almost like i think they were trying to like give a block party vibe like sure. that's what it was supposed to be um which i thought was very very cool and you know i thought uh yeah i thought so dre's your two seed Dre is my two seed. All right, cool. I'm going to get into this too when you're done with your... Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I just thought, yeah, you know, Anderson Pock killed it on the drums. I thought Mary J. Blige, for being like 51 years old, she got after it, man, and, and really, go. Oh, he's shaking his head, but Completely no. Completely out of place. It basically she didn't put need, the brakes yeah. on. All I heard was... Yeah, well, I don't know, man. I think Mary J. Blige is still dope. The first song was okay, nice beat, kind of stays in line, upbeat, and then the no more drama thing just yeah i don't know they needed to go back to her for that and i thought it would have been way cooler if she would have done like you're all i need to get by and had method man come out or something like i thought that would have been i I thought there was there were a few better places they could go because i almost put this number one over michael jackson but i kept it at two um well it's way better than michael Jackson. it's the first it's the first and only halftime show mike that i watched after watching 40 years of halftime shows that i either heard of or saw a player from one of the teams come out of the locker room early Mm. to watch the show it definitely resonated with a lot of um younger people just you know these i don't know about younger people i think it's like like middle-aged people 
Well, I guess when I when I say that it's the genre in itself is uh, much more hip, I guess, than others. And Dre is an icon to a lot of people, you know, from 50 down to 15. Um, And I, I think he just for some reason resonates. He resonates with me. Um, so I was excited to watch it as well. Um, my, are, are you all set? Cause I'm going to, I'll dive yep, right into my takes. So, that's my seven so, two. So first of all, loved Snoop's outfit. Just, yeah. and yeah. The th- he comes out in what is a giant, like, you know, blue rag, <laughs> crip rag jumpsuit with <laughs> yellow trim. He's doing, he's sea walking. He's throwing, you know, the sign, <laughs> the gang signs and everything. I'm just like, this would be unheard of in 10 years prior or something like that. The fact that they, they well, just jumped the into fir- this and they took liberties. The, they just went for it. The first, in 91, or you know, whatever, probably 94, Snoop Dogg was on trial for murder. All right? And, like, that was, like, what? The, that was the country superstar. We've come year, full circle. Year I mean, of, the, uh, of the, the Super Bowl halftime show. So, yeah, it had come a long way. I mean, for a long time, they've been saying that hip hop is now pop, popular music, and needs to right. be kind of um, recognized recognized as, such. As, as a viable genre in music. Yeah, um, and you know, this is kind of like, you know, highlights that as well. Um, the only thing I wish would have happened, and I don't know what the legal ramifications of it, but they needed uh, hologram Tupac. Uh, I, I said the love. I said the exact same thing when I was watching it. Yeah. I was like, man, how awesome would that have been? It would have been great. I, I've told I've, out on bail for shadow oh, jail, man. just like Every, right into it. I've been saying for years, Mike, if uh, if the hologram Tupac went on con- on tour, I'm going to the concert. Everyone is. I'm going to the concert. Everyone is going to that all day, every day. Like, let's go. Somebody's not doing a good enough job because they need to they need to monetize that and let's go. Anyway, yeah. So, um, like I said, Mary J. Blige, I didn't think really needed to be there. Um, and then I really liked the kind of like opening scene for Kendrick's little thing, like coming out of like the boxes and yeah. that kind of rigid dancing they were doing. Kind looked, of militant. They yeah, were they were very in cool. A... And he, they really continued that theme throughout his performance. Yeah. And then he kicked it to uh, Mom Spaghetti, which Mom's... I was like, all right. Oh man, Eminem can still can still rock it. Man. Well, he would he was lip singing for sure. Yeah, he, he would he would move too. the mic away from his face. Yeah, and then, then the sentence would finish, or yeah. the bar, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I think Snoop Dogg was the only one. That, Snoop Dogg and Fifty Cent were the only ones, and Dr. Dre were the only ones actually rapping. Yeah, I think uh, I'm pretty sure Kendrick was moving too much to be rapping, and but he's young. Who knows? I'd like to think not. I don't know. Yeah, so. I would I would think like with all the stuff that Bruno I was I will say I was impressed by Bruno's athletic ability to do what he did and sing uh, the way he did and move the way he did. That's it's pretty damned impressive. I will say. All right, so um, you you gave your seven seed already. We went through that, that? was the Shania Twain. Okay, no so doubt sting. yeah, so my seven seed is the Black Eyed Peas, and I don't know what to do with this. So I look at this matchup like it's the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's like a really good, solid Dre team 
with a lot of good content and a game plan and they know what they're doing and they have a lot of good players on there to execute, right? And then I look at the Black Eyed Peas. Like, yeah, they had hits from time to time, um, Mm -hmm. but they dropped from the ceiling, so that's cool. They kind of opened up pretty strong. Kind of like the Washington Huskies when they were in um, the college football tournament and they were playing um, Alabama. Alabama and they looked decent in the first half and then just got boat raced after that. This is the kind of matchup that I see here. Like like Philly in the Buccaneers in this year's playoffs, um, Fergie's might cut out. They were having problems like with their mics all day. They sounded horrible. I did like they had these electric lighted suits on the dancers that were pretty cool yeah. and they would do some pretty cool stuff. Uh, Fergie was just horrible. Yeah. And it's just like really everyone outside of Will I Am was horrible. It just, they sounded bad. Slash was good, so that was cool. He came in and yeah, did that, his Yeah, that was thing. like the one thing that almost got them into my 7 seed too because of Slash, but And she she destroyed Paradise City too. Yeah, and I thought I just, that too. Eh. That's really what that's really what dropped them out was Fergie's performance. The crowd was so quiet. I like, like the no black eyed cared. I like the black eyed peas when they were like an underground hip hop group. There from was LA. two albums that and they did that were before in my opinion, Fergie. Before Fergie got before in the van, Fergie, in yeah. the band and yeah, I thought they were way better than even Usher. So I even thought back. yeah, no, I saw his hand. Usher, yeah. So he's he's catching shrapnel from these guys because his hand gets caught in the rope as he's coming down. He can't get out. He's shaking it. Right. And it just, you know, no, it just wasn't that good. No, it didn't. It didn't go off too, too well. So um, do we want to break down or get to our NFC champion then first or go round by? Or, All right. Well, let's let's talk about. So let, who won your 6-3 matchup? Uh, my 6-3 was Bruno Mars winning okay. over Madonna. All right. Uh, mine is the Blues Brothers beating Michael. Whew. Damn. Michael. It's a bold move. Michael had a really good first half and then started talking about kids and like touching a lot of kids in a crowd. And he was just giving them hugs and kisses, man. Exactly. (laughs) And, and I think he, their game plan didn't change and the blues brothers adapted. I feel, man. Okay. I'll, I'll get to it when I'm, when I have my number one seed going up. All right. So you're four or five. What do you got? Um, so I my four or five matchup, Mike. I it was hard for me, but I did take Rock and Country over Justin Timberlake, just because yeah, like the you know the the group setting like that, like it was kind of like a, a you know a, a slice of what was to come and get better and kind of move move the whole uh, Super Bowl halftime forward. We wouldn't have had this year's Super Bowl if we didn't have that Super Bowl halftime show right yeah exactly so i'm gonna step back a sec i forgot i assigned point values you know like scores to okay. these things so my six three matchup uh, we're at michael jackson um so uh blues brothers 27 michael jackson 24 so it was a close <laughs> game throughout okay but i think there was just a little bit more tightened up stuff with um with the blues brothers um, okay so for the rock and country five seed and bruno mars the four seed i have rock and country 24 bruno mars 17 okay his middle of the game um was not very good 
He was able to score a touchdown um, late in the fourth quarter, make it look like he had an opportunity, that he got the ball back with a few, you know, a minute and a half left, Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately um, wasn't able to pull it out. So 24-17 for those. So, and then what is your 7-2, winner for your 7-2? It's Dr. Dre over Shania Twain. Yeah. So I have the same thing. I have the Tampa Bay Dre's. 38 and the Philadelphia Black Eyed Peas 10. Just an absolute ass whooping. Okay. Yeah. Just, it's not even close. They shouldn't have been there. All right. So it makes you question whether we should have a a second wild card. (laughs) I was thinking (laughs) the same thing when I was doing this. (laughs) I was thinking the same damn thing. All right. So then your 2 3 matchup and your what? 4. Or no, you had your, your your three got upset. Yeah, so I have six one. So Madonna, we got to talk about our ones. Who's your one? My one is Michael Jackson. Okay, your one is Michael Jackson. So my one is Madonna. I'm going to go into this a little bit more in depth because okay. I thought this was amazing. To your point, she comes in with a Roman legion. She's on a throne, big feathers, the whole thing. I think she mi- mixed some of her like ancient you yeah. know, cultures. Uh, but it was awesome nonetheless. The, the, the feathers open and then she starts voguing in the chair and then everyone's voguing and it's just a big Vogue party and the dancing was great. This is the first time I was like, man, the dancers are on point. I made a special note of how good they were. Nice. And here's what I loved about her show is it transitions so well from one artist to the, to the next. So she she transitions from that um, into, I forget the name of the song. It's her big t- techno song that... Uh, uh, Ollie G was in and that whole thing back in the day. That music, commercial. music, yeah. So she transitions. I'm not to even that. a Madonna fan over here. Good work, thank you. <laughs> and I'm not a huge fan of LMFAO. It was definitely a moment Terrible. in time. Um, but they were incorporated very well, and they weren't there very often or very See, long. Yeah, I was glad they weren't there very long, but I didn't. I didn't think they fit. They're wearing like caveman outfits or some weird I, shit I, they I weren't going to change their steez yeah. for anybody and that's fine um and then it goes right Did you in. know one of those guys is barry gordy's uh son no no or i think it's barry gordy it's so one of like the big like big wigs in motown music it's his son is yeah, one of those that guys. guys in hawaii anyway. we're not following up with his <laughs> <laughs> checking jeremy's data promise you promise (laughs) not lying okay no okay i believe you i do but see right after that then she almost falls so it's like well she fell she had a terrible middle part of the game so she fell before lmfao almost she was on the bleacher and she almost fell over yeah she was walking like a drunk baby giraffe most of the time (laughs) in those high heels and i think that's the only downfall just the way she moved looked very choppy right but everything around her and the music and everything the way it flowed in a way that the dancers flowed in, in the way that the acts flowed in and out it was very well thought out very well choreographed they had amazing game plan like it's the best I, game plan i saw in all of the the ones that i um with one exception perhaps but i i just thought that yeah i just i thought that the like they the did Nikki a slack Man- line dancer for christ's sake this guy's on a slack <laughs> that was line. that was that was like the highlight and of hurdles himself to me that was the highlight of the whole thing to me. It was the slack line dancer. But, you know, I did, I like that she brought MIA on stage, hated the song they performed, but 
that was cool that they were doing cheerleader outfits or whatever and running around with pom-poms um it's almost like two different worlds you got Nicki minaj on one side and you have mia on the other yeah. just like two opposing forces yeah strong females uh, in music i guess yeah um yeah it was, i was i thought it was a really good show top to bottom um obviously i have them as my number one seed and on top of this when it was all over smoke madonna disappears that was that Goes that was dark. the second best part <laughs> I see what you're doing there. When she disappeared. Oh, let's no. not forget CeeLo with the marching band. No, I thought that was like actually my favorite part. Was CeeLo notes. was her and CeeLo doing uh, like a prayer was the best part of the performance. He actually. was nailing the vocals. It was. It was. I like. CeeLo. I thought it was a really good performance. Oh, who plays yeah, the one? Who plays your one? Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers versus Madonna. So I have this in a another absolute landslide. Madonna comes just like. Kansas City Chiefs style, 45-17. It's crazy. <laughs> all right, all right. So my number one seed we've already talked about is Michael Jackson. Uh, you know, Jam, Billie Jean, Black or White, We Are the World, and then Heal the World. Uh, they, they they turn signs over in the audience, so there's, like, children of all different colors and creeds all around the stadium, uh, you know, with the cardboards. And, 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 you know, to your point with the – with him on the, the jumbotron and then all of a sudden popping up on top. I thought it was a really cool thing. And then going, and that, that's 1993, bro. That's, I mean, that's some next level stuff right there. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I remember being excited for this when I was 12 and to your point about the, you know, him with surrounded by children and talking about saving the children, all this stuff. We didn't know he was that weird then. Well, I'll even let's, Put that aside. Like, why are we making a tri- tribute to just children? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Michael Jackson it make, loves the kids, and bro. it makes even it's even more cringy now that we know that's that true. There's a potential but past there. My 12 year old rear end was sitting on the floor, bobbing my head to this, loving it when I was a child, when I was that age. And well, I, as a professional, I have to look at every <laughs> every factor. So anyway, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Uh, is going to end up playing Bruno Mars in my second round, my three seed. Um, and I have Bruno Mars in the upset special of the year. Going to the NFC Championship Going game? Going to the NFC Championship game. Holy shit. I didn't have a score because I didn't know we were scoring these things. I Mike just decided didn't tell to do that. it. No, it was, just uh, my, it was my process. You know, I just thought Bruno Mars, the – I love like like I said, it turned me into a fan of his on some level. Like mm. I I was like kind of disappointed. He won and you back a little. He won me back. He won me back. Okay. And then I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've seen them in concert a number of times. I thought they came out, and I was happy they played some of their older songs. Um, and I thought that that Bruno Mars meshed well with Anthony Kiedis when they're singing. Uh, to your point, Flea kept his pants on. Uh, it was just like yeah, I was I was happy, and I, I've I probably have never as a football fan have never been happier at the halftime of a Super Bowl. Mm, very good point. Than I was on that day in 2014 was it? it was 2014 January 2014. The Super Bowl was in 2014. Yeah, so I uh, I had to push Bruno Mars through. No, I mean, got it. I get, that's yeah. <laughs> A lot of you wear your emotions on your sleeve. I do, man. That's me. <laughs> All right, so my 5-2 matchup, I got uh, Rock and Country Sunday versus Dr. Dre. Um, I have, so 
Rock and Country Sunday came out a little bit flat. They put up six points in the first half. Um, they were, but you know, Dre Dre had up you know twenty one points in the first half. So it, it looked a lot like it was going to be a blowout. Uh-huh. Uh, second half, um, Rock and Country Sunday comes back, scores a couple of touchdowns, uh, puts it up, gets them up to twenty, and then um, to put it away. Dre fourth quarter, so I got them winning. Dr. Dre, the Tampa Bay Dre's, twenty-eight. Rock and Country Sunday, twenty. Okay, um, <laughs> I love the score. I love the breakdown. This is all great. Um, I should have probably done this too, but uh, I agree. I had uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg beating Rock and Country to the NFC Championship versus Bruno Mars. All right, so you're you you have Bruno Mars and Dr. Dre in your championship. Who do you have going to represent the National Football Conference in the halftime Super Bowl? It's got to be Dr. Dre. The Super Bowl halftime Super Bowl. Super Bowl halftime Super Bowl. Dr. Dre had to put him through, man. I cannot argue with that. Um, I thought like, it's my me, favorite genre. Favorite genre too, and I'm I'm. It was great to see to me like to see like those guys like, like you said 10 years ago if people would have said dr dre and snoop dogg and eminem and uh kendrick lamar and 50 cent are going to be performing at halftime of the super bowl in 10 years you wouldn't have believed any you wouldn't have believed that you know that's a very good point i don't think i put enough like cultural significance into it i think it's still fresh and it doesn't sit like uh, the Rock and Country Sunday, like being able to retroactively go back and read the story behind, you know, the Judds getting back together on stage right. and how important that was. Um, you definitely felt the crowd loving that halftime show with Dre. Uh, but ultimately, I have Madonna and Dre in uh, the NFC Championship, and I have Madonna winning. To me, it's just like top to bottom, it's a better roster. They execute well. Um, they had a game plan. I would call them um, early 2000s Patriots, Madonna. Um, not really. Uh, they played, they can play their game in so many different ways, right? Um, so I have Dre uh, losing to Madonna 27 to 24. In a okay. very, very tight game. Last, you know, second field goal to win the game i think they she just brought it a little bit more that day than dre did gotcha gotcha okay so it's uh you have madonna in the championship i have dr dre yeah now we're going to the afc all right so let's start with the uh, six three matchups who do you have my six three it's motown uh tribute which was the temptation Smokey robinson Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, which Martha Reeves was terrible. Horrible. Terra. I can't even believe they let her, like, they had to have heard her in in rehearsals, and the fact that they let that go is crazy to me. But Such I, a disruption know, yeah, to the, to it the was force. really bad. Yeah. Then Queen Latifah came out. Who knew? I she don't think good. anybody knew she could sing at that point either. She was good. Very um, good. Yeah, crazy. And then my first date was at a Boys to Men concert. Oh. And I love Boys to Men. These guys are, yeah, like this is my childhood. Right, you went here, on bro. a date with Boys to Men? No, I went on. Okay. I went on a date to a Boys to Men concert. And trust me, as a like a tenth grader, I was the man for taking a girl to a 
concert. So anyway, <laughs> that was uh yeah. So I I thought that was incredible. They had the Grambling State Marching Band came out uh, to play the grand finale with them. They they show you know Barry Gordy in the audience, who's the the cool. founder of Motown nice touch, at the yeah. end, and and uh, you know it was just father of LMFAO too. Yeah. <laughs> Which was uh, I thought was a very cool uh, cool touch at the end there, um, and yeah I just I thought that was it was heartfelt you know it was like I don't know like uh, food for your soul a little bit man hearing hearing those old songs and they, they looked good like all, most of those guys looked good still and we're we're still killing it and I mean Smokey Robinson's getting up there a little bit and uh, maybe not Martha Vandella but or, uh, Martha. <laughs> Uh, it's Reeves, a gla- it's a glaring uh, con to that Temptations look pretty good. Those guys were still killing it. So um, I had them playing uh, the U two tribute to America, which I thought was just powerful. And you know, after such a crazy year, like getting to watch that and like having U two, they perf- you know they they had all the the names of all the people that were lost on nine eleven scroll up behind them, which I thought was really really incredible and, and powerful for the time. And, and, uh, you know, the crowd seemed really to love it. And yeah, I, I really, I saw really them good. on the list and I really wanted them to, to be what I wanted them to be. Like I, there was an expectation that I had for, for greatness from them. They, I, in my opinion, I think they're a really good, like stadium band, like his voice, like, yeah like booms and it just i really like a lot of their older stuff mostly but yeah, i just too. i think it really resonates um and i've seen a lot of like you know videos of the concerts and it just you could it, there's a feel to it that that but yeah. i didn't catch any of that really in, in this see i totally did man and like all like there's a lot of american flag patriotism stuff yeah, but going on it's an irish band it, that's true that that it kind of missed the mark there but um you know, I thought I don't know. I was I was happy about it. And the cheesy touch with the American flag on the inside of his jacket. Yeah. I mean, I, I I mean that's lost a couple. Hey points man, we were the, you got to put yourself back in the time when you were watching this live. And have you ever watched any of those like movies like with Nick Cage about the World Trade Towers and no, yeah. I mean those I just avoid this stuff. I mean yeah, the political situation. I mean I don't. There's a lot of stuff over the years that america has done to create some tension yeah um, we, we don't need to get political but i, exactly. I hear what you're saying it just, yeah. to me it's like leave that stuff i think that that I, I think any other time any other year i would have agreed with you i think this was the one like exception to the rule well it's but. a small world it was the propaganda with george and barbara bush yeah about well, we're, the, we're gonna talk first, we gotta talk about that <laughs> world war or we're, world we'll, war i mean first, first gulf, gulf war, war yeah <laughs> All right, know, man. Um, Let's leave it out of my halftime show, I guess. All right, so what, what's your 6-3 matchup in the So my, my 6-3 is I have Kings of Rock and Pop, which is Aerosmith, NSYNC, uh, Nelly, and Britney Spears. Uh, forgive me if I'm missing some pop star. Um, honestly, I wasn't too impressed by the whole performance just in general. Um, so I think it opens up with NSYNC. Oh, the opening was great with the Ben Stiller basically being like a, a halftime show coach and right. trying to quote unquote motivate them to be better. Adam Sandler <laughs> came in and hit a couple of jumpers, man. It was, that was the highlight of the whole thing. To yeah. Me. That was the best thing. And then, um, they kind of descend into in sync. 
Uh, I felt like Aerosmith is overrated at times. I think they just roll them out and they play like the same three songs. And of course, you know, Walk This Way was kind of the end one where they incorporate all these people. But they don't have the uh, same vocal tones. It sounds weird when Britney's comes in, marching in, and starts singing that song it just didn't it i didn't thought just right. justin T- timberlake looked eerily like uh ruth from ozark in that, <laughs> yes in that, the, that on that, that, that i will say i thought he did really well in the rock the rock this way portion of the show um but okay. and i thought nelly was blah okay so who is your three my three is janet jackson uh, well, it's choose or lose. Choose or choose your lose is the show. Um, it's controversial, obviously. Uh, that happened in '04, and it was when we had the uh, they call it a a mishap, but it a seemed, nip, nip, nibble slip or a, a, a slip, whatever you want to call it. But it seemed very uh, planned. Um, so. I didn't understand yeah. Jessica Simpson and B- P. Diddy, although I really liked it. I think the Jessica Simpson thing was her, like, she I think she had just been in Dukes of Hazard, mm. and she, cause she was wearing, like, Cross some short promotions. shorts, and they were trying to, yeah. She was, yeah, it was really cheesy. I thought Janet's intro was pretty solid. Um, she played the greatest hits, essentially, and moved through that. P. Diddy comes in, does his Fantas- thing. Yeah, that was fantastic. And uh, Nelly, I thought, was better this time than the last time, but... I absolutely hate Kid Rock, and I it really takes it down a bunch of Oh, matches. yeah, you mean Kid Rock back when uh, his racist ass was still uh, appropriating black music before he turned into a complete uh, sellout? Hey, we're yeah. not getting political. Yeah, this, I'm sorry. Remember? I'm sorry. My bad. My <laughs> bad. Yes, that, that same ridiculous Kid Rock. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Uh, it really made me kind of roll my eyes and, like, disconnect from the show. Um, and then I'm like, there was one scene where... Janet's like singing. I don't know what she's doing. It looks like somebody had dropped an A bomb in the middle of the of the stage. Like everyone like looks like they're dead. I have no idea where they're going with this. Yeah. Um, and then Justin comes in beatboxing and I'm just like, this is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um and then And that's your three? That's my three. <laughs> yeah. There isn't a lot to choose from in the AFC. Yeah. Okay. It's really heavy at the top. All right. All right, and then what? Where are we at then? A four or five? Yep, four or fives. Okay, so my fifth seed is Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, and Missy Elliott. Um, best entrance, I felt like best beginning of any of the halftime shows I watched, with her coming in on the lion thing, and um, but then you could kind of see the guys moving the legs of the. Th- it was just it was kind of weird, but it was cool too. And then the stage would like. They did some really cool, um, I guess, 3D imaging type stuff with the stage, making it look like a chessboard or that was like raising up like different different portions of the stage. Um, but and Miss, Missy Elliott was fantastic, and so is the ending. But the middle was terrible, like worst, almost like almost uh whatever small world bad when she's doing uh california girls and the sharks dancing around it it was just terrible she she did her best to katie perry did her best to ruin missy elliott's performance uh and 
and uh, Lenny Kravitz. I felt like so. I thought I thought Lenny and uh, Missy Elliott were the best part of this whole this whole show, and the entrance and the end were the two coolest parts. So that was my five seed. My four seed is the Choose or Lose um, with with uh, University of Houston marching band uh, playing I Like the Way You Move by Outkast. I thought that was very cool coming in. And then Janet Jackson, I thought she just killed it. Like she played all of her hits, thought they were great. Uh, Diddy came out, performed a couple songs. And like you said, Nelly came out too, did did a couple. Like thought it was funny. He had one of the St. Lunatics driving him out in some mm. like weird uh, – weird little doorless car thing that was all chopped down it was pretty was crazy Murphy Lee? yeah i think it was murphy lee uh and then uh yeah like i said kid rock kind of ruined ruined that performance for me and then obviously we uh we all know justin timberlake and janet jackson uh the, the infamous uh infamous nipple slip so that changed thought, tv forever yeah i thought that was i mean and you could really see like the next four or five super bowl halftime shows were terrible after that so I'm going to bring up a point for that. I had an observation as well. Is every time there is always like a weird thing that happens, Janet Jackson, Prince, they always come in with like two consecutive old white yeah. rock groups. The Who and the Rolling Stones follow Who, this one. Who, Rolling up. Stones, Paul McCartney, Tom mm-hmm. Petty. They, they just roll them out there when they want to settle the controversy. <laughs> settle Middle America down because yeah. they're getting too uptight about the Super Bowl halftime shows. I don't okay. know about that Dre, but where's that Tom Petty? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love Tom Petty, man. I like Tom Petty in a, in a, in a, in, you know, as an, as an artist, but yeah. he definitely fits a yeah. genre. He's from Jacksonville. What are you going to do? All right. So, uh, yeah, so I had, uh, choose so, yeah. or lose for five, choose or lose for five and, or no, for four, for four. and okay. five was Katy Perry. Okay, cool, cool. All right, my uh, five was uh, the salute to Motown. Um, I had to have him on here um, because I'm a huge Motown fan just in general. Me too. Um, I thought the Temptations destroyed it. I think they were amazing coming out of the gates. Yeah. Um, their vocals, it's like they'd been doing that for 50 years almost. Hey, I guess. And, Go and, figure. And they didn't lose their kind of rhythm or their voice. They just sounded like, like they were there. And I thought Smokey was really good too. Um, he did his couple of cliche songs, so I wasn't really impressed by kind of what he was doing. He didn't press the envelope very much or anything. He just kind of sat up there and did his couple of things and moved on. To your point, I forget even who the lady was at this point. She was so bad. I Martha tried, Reeves and the Mandela's. Yeah, you know, kind of get her out of my memory. <laughs> um, and then I thought the Boys to Men performance fell kind of flat. Actually, I I, I thought. I was disappointed. They performed Motown Philly and then they went right into their, they had a new song that was just out called Mama or Hey yeah. Mama or so it was, I don't think it was Hey Mama, it was just Mama. You gotta slow it, why and slow it down? Yeah, People are that, trying to get, like, it's gotta be uplifting. Yeah. I thought they could have done, they, they could have picked a better song for sure. A couple, yeah, Motown Philly's cool, but they really only did the very beginning of Motown Philly anyway, and then they went yeah. into their, their The one that their get everyone, gets everyone excited, yeah. and then they pivot to their other stuff. They could have done, any, even if they would have done like a more popular, like End of the Road, or I don't even know, like what, I mean, even if End of the Road came on there, I would have felt differently than. Programming is so important. Call it like a game plan. I don't know, but. Right. It, it's so important to the flow. Like, what kind of team do you want to be? What kind of, uh, like, performance do you want to have? And, like, stick to that. 
and then kind of have everything feed that theme. Um, and the only thing that they fed here was people who actually were signed to Motown at one point. That was it. There was no real other cohesiveness to the performance. So I have right. them as my fifth seed. Uh, my fourth seed is Lady Gaga. Um, she starts off on top of the stadium and then just dives through the roof. Now, I don't know if this was done on some soundstage or whatever, because the on the other side, she's like, she was doing something really weird too. she was like, rappelling down it just looked weird how she was like she threw down. herself off yeah. a bridge like it wasn't even like a cool dive it right. was like almost she knew there was like a ball pit on the other side or yeah. a pad and she was protecting herself it looked kind of funny but then she kind of rappels down from the roof of the stadium um and hits the stage and i kind of with that introduction i expected something way better from the overall performance but I didn't really get what she was trying to do. A lot of like silver and pointy bras and weird kind yeah, of. Yeah, it was very strange. This conglomerate of a stage that looked almost like, you know, Thunderdome. And I didn't understand exactly what she was trying to get to with that. But um, still, I thought better than um, the Kings of Pop and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't. She didn't even make my list. I couldn't do it. I was. I thought it was. I remember, and this is why she, she made, bugged me so bad. When I, I was like, "Oh my god, she just jumped off the roof!" I think that was my first reaction when I saw it. When you saw live, it live, and yeah. I just, "What the hell?" But in, in, I just thought it looked so fake when she jumped because she kind of jumps towards the camera too. I think, yeah, and it just it looked so bizarre. I had no idea what was going on at that moment. I was still like, in, "Like, what is she doing?" Yeah. Trying to figure it out. But after the rewatch, I'm pretty sure it's. Kind mm-hmm. of like a staged event. Yeah, I think so. All right, yeah, I so, think she, I think she filmed the whatever she, I think she performed "God Bless America" up on the roof, yep. and then dove, dove in, then dove in. But randomly, like, yeah, like it was her suicide note. <laughs> <laughs> then right off the bridge, yeah, right, right. <laughs> is it like we're watching Saturday Night Fever or something? Yeah, Just right off. All right, um, was this the Veranzano Bridge? I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, so, what's your seven-two matchup? So my 7-2 matchup, uh, my seventh seed is Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Uh, Destiny's Child, they had, I thought they performed all the hits, uh, or, you know, Beyonce performed all the hits and then brought Destiny's Child on. They performed a couple songs, um, Bootylicious, and, uh, and, which is a terrible song. But uh, that, and then they performed Single Ladies with her, and then she, I, I'm a sucker for that song Halo and that was the last song she performed. I thought that was really cool. Cuz that's kind of like a I mean, I don't know, it's not that that much of a downer song like we were talking about with the the Mama song from uh, Boys to Men. It's not so slow. Um but then they also she had a cool uh video board behind her that made it look like there was like multiple Beyoncé's dancing next to her. Um like she, had, you know, that's uh, how big of a maniac she is. She can't even have like other people upstaging her. She, she had other she people ha- dancing. She has with her to too. have herself being her backup anyway, dancer. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. So that's my seven seed. Um, my two seed is uh, Coldplay, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, and Mark Ronson. I thought this was. Wait, wait, hold on. Don't you know how? time travel works you can't have two beyonce's in the same space no, having, at the yeah. same time well one of them might one of them might not be along for, one of them might uh, it was definitely not going to be around for long so uh so yeah um 
and Coldplay, I, you know, they, they come out, they had a, um, there was also a young orchestra, uh, youth orchestra playing with, with, uh, Coldplay. Um, you know, they, Coldplay comes out, performs a couple songs and they throw it to Beyonce and she does like this militant kind of dance to formation with her dancers and like i'm pretty sure bill o'reilly lost his mind and it uh turned white america on their ear for a minute like people were freaking out after this after the show but then mark ronson comes on and uh him and uh bruno mars perform uptown funk which was an awesome song i thought that was a really cool uh performance by those two you mean by bruno mars in the time yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and then uh, they did a video compilation of all of the halftime shows of the last 50 years as Coldplay was kind of performing their last song when they came back on, uh, which was really cool because, uh, you know, it was... Uh, Are you a Coldplay fan? I'm a moderate Coldplay. I, I like Coldplay. I, I did not know this about you. This I, I'm weird. not in love. I'm like, I'm not going to a Coldplay concert. But if like a Coldplay song comes on the radio, I'm not going to turn it off. I'm a little uncomfortable right now. (laughs) I like it. I like to make you uh, keep you on your toes. All right. What's your 7-2 matchup? All right. My 7-2 matchup is um, Celebration of Soul, Salsa, and Swing. That's your 7? That's my 7 seed. Okay. It better be your 7 seed. Yeah. So they came in uh, pretty hot with the Big Bad Voodoo Daddies, and it was definitely a... Super Bowl of its time back in those kind of um, swing days that we saw and I think the late late 90s yeah like swingers swingers and, and yeah but that just, like they missed it by that wasn't until this was like 2003 wasn't it I was like yeah, why I mean they, it's a they few did years, it like four it, years too late like what the hell's going on here exactly but that's what that's, that's, what, that's, that's why what I didn't make my did. list because yeah. I actually did like I like the big bad voodoo daddies in like 97 but anyway go and ahead here's why it made my list is because of uh, Stevie Wonder. Now, yeah. watching Stevie Wonder, he, they they drove him out in a car, and one of the things that I really liked or or noticed is like when he gets out of the car, he kind of like stumbles a bit and keeps it pushing with the song. And I'm like, this is pretty amazing because he has people that help get him out of the car and guide him to the thing. And he, as he brought his foot out, his out his inside foot out, it kind of stumbled. He caught himself never broke stride and just rocked it he even incorporated big bad voodoo daddies which is not you know they're not my i don't like them that much but i mean i thought they did well it opened up with et right that that was the coolest part of that that was pretty cool we saw like a savion glover sighting like i'm like whatever happened to this guy Right, that's uh, right. And then finally, Gloria Estefan came back. A little bit more life in her this time yeah. from, the, from the... She did play the same... She might be the only Super Bowl performer that's performed the same song twice at two different Super Bowls. Maybe, maybe. But um, I thought she did better here. I think she actually sang here the first time she didn't. Definitely She was not. definitely in her full-on pop mode uh, during that, like, 91, 92 Super Bowl, yeah. whatever it was. Um, I think it was 92. Um, it was the second yeah, one was. we looked at. Um so I thought it was a better performance by her. By her, I thought Stevie Wonder was like Mahomes in the Super Bowl against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just throwing dimes and people are dropping them all over the place, and he's working his butt off but can't get ten seconds to do anything. Right. I mean, his handlers can't even block the car door. I mean, this this whole thing is just you know all on him, 
and I think he did a pretty good job. Yeah, no, that was okay. And um, my two seed is Prince. So mm. it's it's raining. Disrespectful. It, it's raining. It's purple rain. It's raining naturally. He's got a really good set shaped as that symbol that he was named for a while. Um, he I'm taking all my notes for my number one seed here. <laughs> I can hang tight if you want to. No, no, get some, we can. We can go. We can go. Chime in if you, it's at fine. any point. You're just making my point for me. <laughs> it's very. He's very good. Um, plays his hits. I think he had three or four like really good like Prince songs, solid Prince songs. I don't remember the lineup, unfortunately. Um, but what I do remember is there's a moment where he gets his little head scrunchy thing, kind of like gets akimbo and he kind of just like rips it off like fuck this and throws, throws it, it down crowd, yeah. and not not even doesn't break stride and then the very calculated moment where he basically says f you to the to the nfl <laughs> and he gets this guitar simply for the fact because it it's of its phallic nature they pull up this um big gigantic sheet or something like that and that you can see his silhouette and it just looks like he has a massive heart on it. And I, and I just, I, think I missed that. I completely so missed hilarious. that. <laughs> and um, okay. that alone, that move alone, just it, for me, it encompasses kind of his like effort mentality and how like bold he is in a lot of ways and his music and the way he, he lived his life and things like that. So right. I thought it was very encompassing as of him as a person and of what I know of him as a person. And, um, as an artist so okay. that's why he gets my two seed gotcha rewatch that prince one you'll see it when they bring the sheet up man i think i'm good man but uh i didn't i did enjoy it when i watch it the first couple times i did not notice that i'm thanking thanking god for that um yeah so all right we're going then on so let's break our matchups down then wait hold on i gotta talk about my number one seed oh did you want to reach did you want to add anything to your one seed prince i just i thought that um he played um leading up to the purple rain like purple rain performance is the best performance of any song that was performed in a super bowl halftime show in the last 40 years to me yeah with the with the raining in miami and it's just it's it was a beautiful performance um, but he performed uh, his ver- uh, his take on Tina. Uh, I can't remember what Tina Turner song it is now. And then he also did The Best of You by the Foo Fighters, which was freaking. It was the best version of that song I've ever heard. Too. Yeah. So he had two. He probably had the two best song performances, I thought, of, of, of all of the songs. It that was performed. probably as a musical performance the best that I saw. Okay. As a musical performance. All right. Well, let's. Uh, just not a lot going on around it. Yeah. And yeah. maybe that's what you want with Prince. You don't want a lot to go around it. He's right. he's the act, right? There's not a lot yeah. to go around. But speaking of something that requires a lot of act, a lot of stuff going on around yeah. to make it look good, is Katy Perry. She's my number one uh, seed in this. And I, 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 I had a completely opposite kind of take on kind of what you had outlined so first of all i thought it was one of the best entrances 
um, ever. And this, no, I did too. and if you think about cohesion and the movement, and she changed her outfit like five or six times. So she comes in, Eye of the Tiger. I know the music is the music, right? But she's like really nailing these themes. And this thing comes out super slow and it roars. She drops men, down. There were men moving the legs. Of course. Strangely. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. I mean. No, it was cool though. It was the coolest entrance. I give that to you. So she drops down and runs to that uh, platform that you were talking about. That the has that that has that projected thing. checkerboard. Right. And she jumps on with some backup dancers, and it just like moves like a wave yeah. away from her. And then it starts bouncing with the bass of the next song. I forget the name of the song, but she has a verse from a from some. It's a song with Juicy J. I can't remember yeah, what the yeah. song is called. And it's just like I, I used to listen. They would pop pop up on the radio from time to time, and I'd always like, wow, this is a good one. This is yeah, no, catchy. That's, that is a good song so uh and that transitions right into and and flawlessly transitions into lenny kravitz and it's not like lenny kravitz doing lenny kravitz it's lenny kravitz and her like doing the song and the whole thing and i think it just flowed very well he sounded great um so she works across this checkerboard to his stage i thought she i thought she brought that part of the performance down though like his i thought he was killing it and then she the only yeah anyway go ahead I'll well I'm, what i'm thinking of this is an ensemble cast and i'm not just thinking about Katy perry right. in general but i'm thinking about like all of the components to the performance right. and how they all transition from one to the other and like the precision of it all and i actually loved like the character the the dancing sharks and the beach balls <laughs> like all of a sudden out of nowhere I, like this island gets dropped in the middle and there's like these sharks that are like googly eyes on it and i was like this is bonkers and it was one of the most entertaining things that i see that i had seen watching uh like i think i watched like eight hours of of super bowl shows and i'm just like this is awesome (laughs) and and then from there it transitioned miss yelly comes in and knocks it out of the park transitions missy ellie was great but if like i wish that she would have let missy elliott do her thing because i felt like she her voice did not go with missy elliott's performance and it was just messing it up to me the whole time i'll agree with that but i didn't think they were gonna really uh unleash yeah uh, and i missy to her full potential she was basically in there singing hooks yeah, I thought the other thing with with Lenny Kravitz, I thought when Lenny Kravitz started performing "I Kissed a Girl" by Katy Perry, and then Katy Perry got into the song with him, I thought that was good. But before that, when he was performing his song and she was trying, she was singing, you know, trying to 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 whatever do a duet with him, it, it just didn't sound right to me. And then she kept talking, and I don't like, I don't know what it is, but her talking voice, I think she has a great voice singing. Her talking voice, though, is like nails on a chalkboard to sure. me. So, like, every time she'd be like, come on. I was just like, shut up. Like, please just shut up. Let Missy Elliott do her thing. Like, what are you doing right now? She was great on you. Anyway, go ahead. Does me. <laughs> All right. No, that's fine. I get it. I get the, I get the, the, the issues. And then finally, the crescendo of all crescendos. She gets on a shooting star and then just magically like Shoots flies off, all over the stadium singing her yeah. last song. And I've never seen it like I thought that the was mobility cool. and yeah. she's on a wire and she, and after her like sixth outfit change just to me really knocks it out of the park. Yeah. I on my notes it says best entrance and stage and best ending. 
of any of the shows I saw. So I, I'll give you that. It's just the middle of it was terrible to me because of Katy Perry. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought, I mean, it's, I it's, it's, not, like, a, it's not a terrible what, pick. I mean, I have a number what five. What do you think is better? Like watching some mediocre band in a small, like, bar or watching, like, Cirque du Soleil with yeah. all of the, the, the things? When, what are you most entertained by? Like, I'm not there just to listen. To, I'm not going to a Katy Perry concert, right? I would never go to a Katy Perry concert. Right. But if I'm stuck there for 12 and a half minutes to watch a performance, to me, I'm watching every moment going, yeah. what the? is that yeah what is no, I going got you. on i that, got you that's so cool she's on a tiger i think you know right right all right so let's let's uh wrap this up here um, all right we have let's look at our six three matchup so um who did you have winning your six three matchup so i had the motown tribute defeating the u2 tribute to america oh motown moves on to the next motown round moves on for me oh wow okay um i have um the kings of rock and uh, rock and pop pop and rock i guess i don't know seems like a stupid name but um they got essentially obliterated i have janet jackson just coming out of the gates just consistently you know thrown all over the field running a great game plan they have a lot of people that are contributing um to the to the victory you got tight ends catching balls you get your running backs you know getting big chunk yards um, i got them 35 to 14 over the kings of pop and rock okay okay and so then what are we doing five four five four so my five is is katie perry and my four is the choose or lose with janet jackson also and this one was very close for me it was very hard for me to to decide but I, I took Janet Jackson on to the second round in a 5-4 upset because I think it's got to be the most well-known Super Bowl halftime performance ever. Yeah, there's everybody knows. That. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows it. And, yeah, so that moves on. Hence the high score with me because of the social – impact of it right all right so my uh five seed salute to motown and four seed lady gaga the results are i got um man motown they started off um okay they scored six points um in the first half uh, kind of middled around the second half got put up another 14 uh, Lady Gaga, they're just weak in the middle. Um, the middle of their defense just couldn't hang with uh, the bombs that Gaga was uh, was bringing. We have a 31 to 20 victory, Lady Gaga. All right, I like it. I like it. Uh, so now we're at seven versus two, and um, this is my Beyonce and Destiny's Child versus Coldplay, Beyonce and Bruno Mars, and. Uh, um, the two seeds moving on: Coldplay, Beyonce, Bruno Mars. All right, my over Beyonce. Oh wow! So Beyonce this over Beyonce. Great. Yeah, you would Coldplay, man. I wouldn't. I mean, not, not they're not my. They're not even in my like top twenty bands, probably. But I'm just saying, like, I don't. Dis, I don't dislike them. Yeah. You've had. You've Sounds like you your, dislike them. You talk to your therapist. Like they're just like nothing to me. Yeah. They I might mean, as well be doing my roof. There's like four songs that I know of theirs that I 
would listen. Yeah, I, I don't know. When yeah, asked when they did that, like they've said they've never watched a football game in their life. They have no idea. Yeah, they, that was stupid. Yeah. They're, they're more. But I felt like that was more of a Janet Jackson. I was watching that halftime show more for Janet Jackson and uh, Diddy and Nelly than I was for for uh, Coldplay. So All right. anyway. All right. So um, my 7-2 matchup, I got Celebration of Soul, Salsa and Swing and Prince. So um, the big ba- bad voodoo daddies couldn't block anybody. And uh, Gloria Estefan tore uh, a meniscus in the game about halfway through. <laughs> and um, the backup came in and, um, you know, Stevie Wonder couldn't catch anything. He had like hands of, of stone for some reason. Um, this is an absolute blowout. Prince 42, uh, Celebration 10. <laughs> just destroyed. Love it. Love it. All right. So now we're moving to the next round. Yep. And we got what? You have your six win here? Yep. So, so you have your six, six one. one. Um, so my six was the Motown uh, and going up against Prince. It's Prince all day. Yeah. Prince, Prince all day. is through to the uh, AFC Championship game. Yeah. So my 3 1 matchup, or this matchup, this round is a 3 1 matchup. Janet Jackson and the Choose or Lose uh, crew against Katy Perry. Um, despite having, a, you know, a better team on paper, uh, Katy Perry just had a better plan. Executed to a T, um, played well coming in, all three phases, finished out the game strong. 35 17, Katy Perry. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So then my next one. So what we're at? Uh, for uh, the winner of the five four seven two seven two. So it's choose or lose for me versus uh, Beyonce, Beyonce and Coldplay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so and I the aforementioned Coldplay. yeah yeah. I'm sorry, I have, I have so many Beyonces on here. I can't find it. Um, you know, I pushed Beyonce through to face Prince in the AFC championship game. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Over, uh, yeah, over uh, choose or lose. Even though, uh, you know, I was shocked as a 19-year-old young man who once had an undying love of Janet Jackson, uh, seeing her, her breast pop out. But I still don't think uh, – Kid Rock drags it down too far for me. Yeah, it's a lead and, weight. Uh, yeah, so. Cement shoes. So yeah, Prince versus uh, Beyonce. So I got um, Lady Gaga at four and Prince at two. Um, I think Prince was looking ahead a little bit, and he he took a couple of he wasn't as he wasn't as explosive as we expected him to be in, okay. the, in this round. Um, Lady Gaga got out of the gates pretty well, put up uh, uh, twenty one points early. Um, early through uh, mid third quarter, um, Prince steadily scoring like every jam was a touchdown and just <laughs> kept to the plan. Um, it was him. It was just him. Uh, there was no other thing that really was working for that team. Um, but he was enough today, and he won uh, thirty-five to twenty-four. Okay. So, so my AFC championship game is Katy Perry uh, versus Prince, the one and two seeds. So chalk in this one. And mine is uh, Prince versus uh, 
Beyonce and Coldplay and all those other guys. Uh, so I'm chalk too, one, two. All right, so Mike told you I thought Purple Rain was the best performance of a song that I saw out of all of these 40 years of performances that we went through and watched over the last month. And I thought his performance of the Foo Fighters song Best of You was the second best performance of a song and and the best version of that song I've ever heard. Prince is in the championship. All right. Um, So basically for me, this is the best um, musical performance uh, versus the best overall performance. Um, you, You couldn't ask for a better matchup. Um, and this was a very, very close game. And, and Welf, you know, they fought it out. And um, Katy Perry from a chariot with stars on it um, flew into the end zone in the fourth quarter for a 35-28 to 28 win over Prince. So Katy Perry. So I have Dr. Dre versus Prince, and you have Katy Perry versus who? Madonna. All right. All right, so who is your champion of Super Bowl halftime shows? It's funny because the Dr. Dre performance with the whole group was my favorite, uh, what do you call it, Um, collection of of artists that performed at a a halftime, uh, Super Bowl halftime show. And Prince was my favorite solo artist that performed at a halftime show at the Super Bowl. And I just, I, I watched all of these back again today. Like I literally, you can see, you can see my TV from there. Like it's paused on a, on a halftime show. Oh, you're right. And, I was uh, wondering what that yeah, is. What it's, paused, it's paused on a <laughs> halftime show that I stopped. I just had to stop and walk away, but I just can't get, I cannot get Prince's performance out of my head. I'm so glad I didn't see him having a heart on uh, in the in the performance. It only enhances it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, man. Like he, he knew what he was doing, bro. He's killing it. So uh, he's he's a genius for sure. Yeah, um, I'm going. I'm going Prince. I'm going Prince to the championship. Can't can't uh, can't really uh, argue with myself anymore about it. Um, um, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I think Prince is like the San Francisco 49ers of those early 90s that were in the championship game with um, the Dallas Cowboys for four straight years. And I just go like, man, this year Prince wasn't able to do it. He, had, he hadn't picked up Dion yet, and they just they weren't ready, in my opinion. So yeah. So, But that's a really, really good, really, really good pick. Um, I chose, uh, obviously, Madonna and Katy Perry. Um, very evenly matched kind of pop people i mean you wouldn't call them the best vocals i was really um kind of like this the jams that madonna has been able to put together over the years we listen to this 80s station when we're like on road trips and she pops on from time to time and you know uh we end up like singing it in in the cars where we're heading to our destination it's just crazy how that stuff pops in and it just gets in your you know caught in your head absolutely so um She's definitely a worthy opponent, and but you know Katy Perry was was really outstanding. Um, Madonna, like 
she does all of this weird stuff, right? So I have Katy Perry winning 17 or 27 to 18 over Madonna because Madonna does all these like weird things, right? That we're going for two point conversions. We're, um, we're going to run the Philly special. We're going to do an onside kick always behind the eight ball. But, and she had a chance to score or, uh, you know, at the end of the game, or at least put them in a position where they could score a touchdown and get a, um, uh, an extra point or a two point conversion, uh, and win the game. But right, like third down, fourth down, you know, she was trying to run outside of the pocket and couldn't run with the, with the boots on and just <laughs> collapsed, fumbled. And it was over just like a real kind of like dead ending to the, ouch, to the match. Ouch. And, uh, Katie Perry wins the championship i love it man i think i think those are two two viable viable champions uh the other thing about that i almost forgot about with the Katy perry performance is like me being emotional again that was on one of the worst super bowl sundays of my life uh, oh that's right when the seahawks lost on the last second yeah, but you play. wouldn't have known it at that point we but i was i was still 10. i was still freaking out man i was like Too i was so nervous <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I'm, I like it, man. I think both of our lists were good. Um, if anybody's actually still listening. Uh, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, thanks for, for, uh, for listening to our uh, neuroses and, and uh, well, this these ideas we really have. This podcast really just for us. Yeah, right? it's to for us, man. We don't care. So we don't even care if you're listening. No, just kidding. Please listen, subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. If, uh, if you think anybody would appreciate these. <laughs> these uh podcasts but yeah we're having fun and we'll be back soon with with something else we're gonna keep coming up with some ideas in season two coming soon um yeah yeah it's been fun and until then mike jeremy you're amazing just the way you are (laughs) appreciate you bro all right